Hey, welcome to Black of Black Times Infinity. I'm your host, Cronus, and it's just me. So, yeah. Sorry, we had a lot of people kind of just fall out of the podcast tonight. Old Ninja is dealing with some personal stuff. And um, Blue has an interview on Friday he has to prepare for. So, you just get just get me for a little while. Probably not for that long, because uh, I didn't prepare for a solo show tonight. Um, but at least y'all get to hear my voice and see my face for a little bit. Uh, I can still do some of the stats, even though it's kind of hard to do when it's just me. But I could tell you that listener of the week would uh, be Josh P. Wright. Thank you very much for watching or listening. Um, definitely appreciate it. And in the chat, nobody yet, but I will give you a shout out once you enter the chat. Uh, there actually was a few things that I wanted to talk to all of you about tonight. Um, and especially uh, Prodigy, because we are a little bit more plugged into politics than I think the other podcast members. Uh, some crazy shit happened today uh, with uh, Yef... I, I, I can't even pronounce the guy's name because it's very Russian. Yevgeny Prigozhin, the leader of the Wagner Group, probably got murdered by uh, Vladimir Putin, which is pretty crazy. And uh, tonight's the, uh, the Republican debates without Trump, which is weird. Um, Trump's doing like a thing with uh, Tucker Carlson and he's going to do it on Twitter or I'm sorry, X I put it in um, air quotes because X is a terrible name for a social media platform just it's Twitter uh, so yeah, that was a lot uh, a lot of shit like that going on today I'm not going to go too far into it though um there was a lot of gaming news that actually came out today um, that if I was prepared to do a solo podcast for, I would have like written it all down, had a list, um, and then talked to you all about it and gave you my thoughts. But I can tell you about um, the game that I am playing right now. It's called Immortals of Avium. Immortals of Avium, uh, which is pretty good. It's basically Call of Duty, but with magic. Uh, what's going on, Dan? Rescue Residents in the house. Appreciate it, man. Um... So yeah, Immortals of Avium uh, is kind of touted as uh, Call of Duty, but with, Call of Duty, but with magic, and it honestly was better than I expected. Um, it's getting some mixed reviews, but I think it's pretty cool. Uh, I the the voice acting is excellent, and the dialogue is actually not bad. So I'm really surprised that it has like a a decent story. It's not not a bad story. It's not a great story, but it's not a bad story. Um, and the dialogue is pretty good and I like it. I love that the combat system is, uh, is dope. You have like three different like schools of magic you can do and it's been, uh, it's been great. So, um, I'm playing that. I'm waiting for Baldur's Gate 3, which, uh, Dan just talked about in the chat. Baldur's Gate 3 came out, um, a little while ago. Actually, technically it came out a long time ago for a pre for a early access, but I've been playing it on the Steam Deck, and unfortunately, it doesn't really play that well on the Steam Deck, so I'm actually going to wait for it to drop on the PS5 to play um, for a couple of reasons. One is the graphical improvements over my Steam Deck, because the Steam Deck is not designed to run, like, a AAA title at, like, decent settings, so it just doesn't look great on the Steam Deck. Um, and another reason I want to play it on the PS5 is because it has um, co-op on there, and I want to be able to play co-op with some friends. Um, for once, because I've gotten away from doing that 
for a number of years, and I would like to get into to some co-op again. I want to make some time to game with friends, and Baldur's Gate 3 is just, it's a really fun fucking game so far. Um, I know Ahsoka came out yesterday. Uh, it was supposed to drop today, but apparently they, they, they released it a little bit early, and I think going forward it's going to be released on Tuesdays, which is great um, for me because I can watch it on Tuesdays. But because of the, uh, we have a 48 hour rule on a podcast where we don't talk about, especially TV shows and movies and stuff, 48 hours after uh, it comes out. Because I don't want to spoil. But what I I can say though is that I really, really like uh, Ahsoka. Y'all know the main reason why. It's because, you know, Rosario Dawson is my uh, Canadian girlfriend. So anything she's in, well not anything she's in, I'm going to watch it, but. If she's in, I'll be more inclined to watch it. And Ahsoka is um, Ahsoka Tano is a really cool character in the Star Wars universe. If you watched any of the old um, like Star Wars Rebels um, or any of the other like animated shows, uh, there's heavy references to that whole universe. Um, Ezra um, is referenced in like the first. Oh, maybe I am spoiling. Actually, no, not really. I mean, you probably expect this, right? If you're in the fucking Star Wars, and if you're not. Um, you understand what I'm talking about anyway, so it's going to be a surprise. Um, but yeah, there's there's like heavy, heavy references to like the the animated Star Wars universe in the show, and I really like that. Um, the production value is is quite good. Um, I think people are are going to really dig it. So it's 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 kind of a mix between like a semi slow burn, the semi slow burn of say, um, what was it? of like Andor, but then the heavy action of. Uh, that you would expect with a traditional Star Wars show. So I like the mix of those two things uh, in this show. So if y'all have a chance to watch it, uh, I highly recommend you watch it. I've watched the first one, the first one and a half. I'm going to watch the other one um, probably tomorrow. Um, yeah, probably tomorrow. And yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna enjoy it. It's kind of weird because, you know, they're, it's going to be a weekly thing, which I have to get used to, like, having to wait for episodes to come out, but I'm actually trying to, I'm actually getting more used to that now because I've started watching, uh, bleach thousand year blood war. And, you know, it's episodic every week and it's a fantastic show, but you know, it's anime and, um, it's weird that I kind of forgot what it's like to wait for shows to come out, which is kind of weird. Um, I think, uh, you know, my, my generation, has been like this weird bridge of like old time and new time stuff. Like we remember beef, you know, in the, in the older times when we had to get TV guides to know when fucking shows were coming on and TV guides. I mean, they probably still exist. I doubt it, but they definitely don't serve the same purpose as they do now. Cause even when, you know, uh, cable came out, when cable TV came out, there still was there was no guide like on cable. Cable TV was still just like old school like transmissions where you just have to wait for the show to come out and then like have to read the TV guide to know when things are coming out. And if you missed it, you either had to have enough money to have a VHS um, system set up um, and have a timer to record it, or you just fucking missed that shit. You had to wait for for a rerun or for the show to come out on on actual tape. Which is very weird. This is very different from like today, where you know if you miss a show today, like it's fine. Like it's it's going to be streamed somewhere, or on demand somewhere. 
and you're, you're going to be fine. And it's, these are just things that people just kind of forgot about that we had to deal with back in the day, back in the old times. Um, yeah, seeing the progression of various technologies throughout my lifetime has been like a really strange phenomenon. Like seeing the whole uh, transition of social media back, back in the day, for me, I started using the internet when it was back in the BBS days, um, the bulletin boards. And uh, it was bulletin boards, and I remember when I remember when Prodigy came out, and that's when we had you know chat rooms and stuff, and then AOL came out, and then the AOL is like, that's when like the internet kind of started blowing up. It was in like the AOL days, America Online, because they had a bunch of people get online, and that's when you had chat rooms and like groups and stuff like that, and just you got access to like so many people, and then that's where it just kind of blew up. That was kind of like the pre-social media, social media. Um, thing and then you know years later we got MySpace and that was like the, probably the first big social media platform that blew up and even when MySpace first came out there wasn't like this weird like uh, political view thing on MySpace you just wanted to connect with your friends that you that you missed when you were in high school with them and that you know you grew up and now you, you had to move somewhere else and it was it was easier to catch up especially back in the day when uh People aren't. This is another weird technology thing. This might be a technology fucking weird tangent podcast for a minute. Um, is that back in the day, we some of us had cell phones. I've had a cell phone since 1999, um, and I've had the same number since 99. And but back in the day, like you, if you made a phone call like in the middle of the day, it cost like a lot of money. <laughs> like it was super weird. You had to wait for like after hours to like make a phone call, and it was going to be like quote unquote free or whatever. So uh, when MySpace came out, you can message people you know, through your computer, like, way easier, way easier. Obviously, you had, like, you know, chat programs, too, but it was cool to have, like, somebody's page, and, like, you could get, like, um, somebody's curated life, like, through their page, and uh, I thought that was, like, really neat, but back then, like, there was no, like, huge controversies on, like, visiting somebody's page, like, you didn't have to, people weren't, I guess, putting themselves out there like that, um, with like more controversial stuff back then, maybe because it was so new, I don't know. It, it wasn't like today, and even like back when like Facebook came out, it wasn't even that that bad. Um, it's just kind of a more recent thing. I'd say within the past probably six, seven years, it's gotten kind of progressively bad with that kind of stuff. And like seeing um, some of the things, I, I, I guess it's from like both ends. Like if things you probably don't want to see and sides of your friends are that used to be friends that you don't want to see. Um, and yeah, that, that got kind of weird and it's still kind of weird. There's, there's people that I'm, that I'm friends with, um, in real life that I'm not friends with on Facebook because of, uh, their views on stuff. And even then it's like, it's kind of like I avoid topics with them, you know, uh, because I just don't want to talk about that kind of shit. So, and like get in like some huge big argument. Uh, I don't know if that's the best way to go, but it's a, it's a way that you can, or at least I can stay in contact with somebody that, uh, that I at least used to have like a lot of respect for. I might have like lost some, um, but at least I can still communicate with them by avoiding certain subjects, which is, uh, just kind of weird. Uh, no, I have not, uh, listened to the song Rich Men of the, Rich, the Rich Men North of Richmond yet. Um, I know it's a, it's a new country song. Hopefully it's a direct, um, 
contrast to that terrible uh, song about lynching that people didn't realize was a song about lynching, but every black person realized it was a song about lynching. <laughs> so, um, or anybody that's, you know, familiar with, you know, sundown towns and, you know, lynchings and the, you know, the real history of America. Um, yeah, so I hope that that, that rich men of the North is uh, a contrast to that. If it is, I might listen to it. I, I mean, I, I listened to that whole Try That in a Small Town terrible song. And it was doubly terrible because, I, first of all, I fucking hate country music. And then second of all, it was a song about lynching. So, and it's fucking bullshit. And I know it's, yeah, it's the number one song in country, which hopefully it's, it's sending a, a more um, appropriate message on how to treat people, <laughs> you know? And, and really, try to, and it says rich men of north of Richmond. Uh, I would assume that they're talking about sort of the co-opting of um, country music. Uh, it's really just anti-big government. Okay. All right, well, I'll check it out. I'll see what it's about. So, a lot of people are anti-big government for some stuff, but I'll listen to the song first before I, before I pass judgment. I'll, I'll begrudgingly grind my teeth and go see a dentist and listen to another fucking country song. Thanks. <laughs> uh, what else has been... Uh, going on in the news today or actually throughout the past week I guess I think I mentioned it about the uh, the debates coming coming on which I'm probably going to watch tomorrow um, oh I'm looking for a house to live in um, because uh, it's time to buy another house which I think I mentioned on the podcast previously but um, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's time to buy but it's also a shitty time to buy oh okay Oh, uh, ugh. all right. That's a country. All right. I'm reading one of the lines that, uh, Dan just put in the chat and it said a line from the song is I wish politicians would look out for miners, not just miners on an island somewhere, which I mean, you could do both. <laughs> so <laughs> you could do both. Also like we like mining here in America is like, those jobs kind of went away a while ago, unfortunately. Or fortunately, I mean, it's both... It's unfortunate for the miners, but it's fortunate for, uh, I don't know, the fucking environment or some shit, so... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, my, my answer to that is probably we could we could do both. Um, take care of both. Because, uh... Everybody has needs. Oh, the Epstein miners. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, okay, that, that's pretty fucking gross. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. Just talking about like the, the, the kids from like yeah, yeah, it's gross. So, okay. I mean, somebody should definitely look out for them too, but in like a not gross way, like make sure they don't get you know. I can't say the words on YouTube because it'll be a. <laughs> I'll get demonetized, but you know, you know what that guy did. You know what the people around him did. People that were in pictures with him. Like, uh, you know, the ex-president. <laughs> so, and other people. Like, uh, you know, Bill Gates and some other folks that... Yeah, anyway. Uh, oh, I wanted to say congratulations to uh, India. If y'all didn't know, uh, this is funny because I've read through, like, uh, some of the the comments on 
on iTunes about this podcast. And some of the, there was like more than one comment. There's actually multiple comments about talking about how we have like a range of topics that we talk about. And sometimes people uh, that listen to this podcast don't really pay attention to the news at all. So if we are your sort of small content of news, then uh, here's something you probably didn't hear about at all today is that India landed a spacecraft on the moon on one of the poles, which is the first time a spacecraft has been landed on the poles. Um, I cannot, I don't know how to pronounce the name of the spacecraft. I think it was Chanda something. I have to look it up, which I can't do because it's just me tonight. Um, but yeah, so congratulations to India for um, landing a spacecraft on the moon. And hopefully it will um, uh, push forward their, um, their technologies for that country. If y'all didn't know, if you're not familiar with like the reason why NASA and space exploration is important um, directly for like humans on Earth right now, because some some folks are like, oh, we haven't ex- we haven't explored, you know, all the Earth yet. Hundred percent, you're right. But also, the amount of technology that it takes for humans to put anything into space for a long period of time, it has like a, a, a trickle down effect. Unlike trickle down economics, I'm just saying. There are direct effects to uh, us on Earth. There's a lot of things that NASA uh, developed um, that directly affect just like common people. You know, like uh, space-age materials, like carbon fiber, shit like that. And like uh, aluminum and, you know, different materials to be, that can be used to make things lighter. Um, different power sources that can be used um, for various things. You know, all these things, they trickle down eventually into our normal lives. But people just kind of ignore all that shit. You know, um, because they just see things going into space. But, you know, all those things that go into space, it, it takes like a lot of tech. And the, the point for that tech um, is to eventually get cheaper. Um, well, the point of the tech is to get into space. But there's so many different technologies that are being used in our daily lives that are made cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. Um, like one of the best examples is like our computing systems. Uh, like Moore's Law is somehow still viable to this day. Um, which I still don't think at some point it's going to have to stop because you can't keep doubling, you know, um, the amount of computing power, um, on a chip every, I think it's like two, two years or something like that. Um, because we're getting down to a point to where you can only fit so many goddamn transistors onto, onto a chip, um, with our current tech, which is why I think we're trying to get into quantum, uh, computing. So, um, yeah. Oh, Sorry, Dan, put it in the actual name of the thing. It's, it's not that hard to pronounce, I don't think. Uh, the, Chand- the Chandrayaan 3. The Chandrayaan. The Ch- Chandrayaan. Yeah, Chandrayaan. Chandrayaan 3. Um, yeah, Aerojo's another one. Another one, it's a very light, I think it's like a foam material, but it's almost as light or lighter than air. It's like a super light material. Um, and there's like a lot of materials that are out there that we get from, uh, from space travels. And now I lost my train of thought. This is where having somebody else on the podcast would definitely help to pull me back on the train of thought. But you know what? I'm going to have a drink and further forget about what the fuck I was talking about. Um, yeah. So, yeah, just congrats to, to India and uh, any other, you know, country that's trying to get... Um, oh, I was talking about the Moore's Law thing in, like, in chips. So, uh... There was this whole thing called the, the CHIPS Act, where we're basically we're here in America. We're going to try to we've basically banned uh, we've banned China and I think some other countries from uh, 
our technology with with certain computer chips. Um, so there's like certain uh, Dan's probably gonna help me out through this when he when he catches up with, with me talking right now. But there's basically uh, current technology computer chips that are crazy fast, um, and you can use them for a variety of means. Um, one of them could be for AI. Another one could be for playing fucking video games. Um, or another one could be for you know making a very sophisticated uh, you know missile system or rocket system. Um, and so, what our government has done is they've basically banned China from the current. I think it's like the first the. It, I think it's a one or two generations of our current chip chip, techno chip technology, and we're pulling a bunch of uh, of our chip tech back to America. Uh, Intel is going to have a very very slim, um, a very thin uh, chip coming out, hopefully in the next uh, five years, and it's going to push potentially a technology forward uh, substantially, and uh, China is not going to have access to that, and it's just. It's kind of crazy because uh, when it comes to like you know computer chips, like like I said before, you can use them for a lot of things, and you know America's saying that our concern is that they're going to use it for you know missile missile systems, which I, I, I get, but it's like they could they could do other shit with them too, and it's it's kind of like, but also on the other side, to be honest, this is a very valid valid argument, is that um, you know. China has stolen a lot of our technology throughout the years. A lot of our technology, a lot of our patents, they just fucking steal that shit. So, uh, and China has also retaliated against us, which is, you know, they can do that. Uh, I think it's gallium is one of the materials that, um, that we need to make these chips. And they, China is one of the biggest exporters of gallium. And yeah, they're just like, well, if you're not going to have, give us access to these chips, then have fun making these chips without, you know, some of these materials that you need to make these chips. So it's just a very interesting, um, it, it almost harkens back to like the cold war. Like it's not, it's not a direct, you know, war with like human lives, but it's really war against economies. Um, and war against like, uh, technologies. And if y'all are not paying attention to that kind of stuff, you should be, um, couple of podcasts you should be listening to uh, that I'm listening to. Um, the Economist is really good. Uh, Freakonomics is another one. Um, uh, Marketplace is a great one too. A NPR uh, has a host of really good podcasts that have to do that span a bunch of different topics. This being one of them. Uh, yeah. Uh, and if, especially if you like, if you don't like watching the news all the time because, you know, because they're biased, even though, NPR and some of these other podcasts are slightly biased, but they're not as bad as other ones. Um, it's nice to just get like chunks of news because I listen to the ones that are like 30 minutes or less. Some of them are like an hour long, but most of them are like 30 minutes or less. And it's usually just like when I'm getting up in the morning, you know, brushing my teeth, doing the dishes, whatever, um, putting on my headphones, just like listening to uh, some daily news stuff uh, every day. So I'm caught up with like the news. Um, and it just helps you, um, understand the world more. Cause I didn't know about like everything that was going on in like, uh, Zimbabwe and things that are going on in, uh, Niger, a whole bunch of like crazy stuff's going on. But, um, I don't want to make this into like a total political podcast cause that's not what most of you guys, people 
want to listen to in this podcast. If you do, I can do like a separate one, maybe, <laughs> and, and like break some of this stuff down in my opinion. Uh, and it'd be nice. But also, like I said, I didn't want to. This is not going to be a long podcast because it's just me. And like I said, I'm not prepared to have just me podcast. I have some stuff on my screen, um, but it was just from like old podcast stuff. Like I'm pretty sure Old Ninja said that Gear Five breaks the internet, but Gears Five didn't break the internet because for me the internet fucking worked for a while. I'm just saying. <laughs> yes, we can talk about political stuff on uh, on Balance Exchange because uh, that's where we uh, we kind of go way more in depth about these issues. Especially we should probably do one about the the Chinese uh, about China and the Chips Act because it, it's more than just. Uh, what I just said in the past, like, you know, a couple of minutes. Um, it, it's a very long-running thing, and I would love to talk to, to Dan about that and get his thoughts on it, because he, you know, we, we both have not necessarily differing opinions, but we, we definitely have different opinions on, on these things. Um, especially him still being in the military, um, and me being out for a while, so I have, I have a different sort of opinion on these things. Um, but they're always really good conversations. Um, Oh, I beat uh, Trek to Yomi. This is I'm going back to games. Sorry, jumping around here. Um, Trek to Yomi. Uh, if y'all have not played that game, it was on the PS5. And it's like this really crazy, um, like black and white game where you're a samurai, and it's uh, it's really cool. And at the end of the game, I hey had me questioning life choices. I was like, all right, it was just like uh, Spec Ops the Line. Spec Ops the Line played the whole game, and at the end, I was like, why did I do all these things? And I felt like uh, I felt kind of terrible. Uh, Trek to Yomi, uh, the the decisions that you make in the game, um, they matter. So if you ever play the game, it's a great game. It's a great like side scroller uh, samurai uh, game where you basically get revenge. But yeah, pay attention to your uh, your decisions because they matter. And in the end, you might just be the fucking bad guy. I'm just saying. I felt like uh, my morals might be uh, might be askew after I played that game. Anyway, uh, I'm going to end the podcast here. Sorry it's kind of short. It's only been like, what, less than 30 minutes. But uh, at least you got something. So um, next week we'll be back. Uh, I will see about dropping a another podcast. Uh, for, my, for my birthday, I did my 44-minute roll. And I have not edited that podcast yet. Uh, it'll be uh, a Jitscast if you're interested in jiu-jitsu at all. Um, I will dr- I will edit that one sometime this week and uh, and drop that one as well, uh, and I'll probably drop another old like S class interview podcast uh, soon as well. Um, <laughs> King Arthur he said, uh, Spec Ops was a horror game and you were the monster. Yes, that game. They need to make a part two of that fucking game. Like seriously. Uh, and yeah, Papa Bear uh, in the chat he also said. Uh, I love samurai games, but haven't played any in a long time. Need to play go. Need to get Ghost of Tsushima and eventually play, bro. You need to get Ghost of Tsushima for real. That's like the best samurai game like fucking ever. Like seriously, it's it's one of the best games to me of all time. Like it's up there. It's in probably like the top mm, twenty five. So it's a really really great game. If you love samurai samurai games, you feel like a samurai in that game. Um. Anyway, wrapping it up. I'm going to edit this podcast. I'm going to play some uh, some more Immortals of Avium because the game is fun. And, uh, yeah, sorry for the short one, but at least you got something. And you know what? 
That's it. This is Cronus. I'm out this bitch. Peace.